All right, we are live. Tonight, we got Rashad here. We're going to be talking about user experiences on the Salesforce development platform here on System.Debug. I always wish I could figure out this part of it, but I can't. That was really good this week, Brian. You did amazing. That, that was the magic of the pentatonic scale, man, let me tell you. That was so much, I don't even know what that means, but that was so much better than, than it not being there at all. All right. We are yeah. live, and we are back from Dreamforce, baby. Woo! Oh, I was just, I was just talking about that. I was showing uh, Rashad here the, the video of me climbing the rock wall and then the <laughs> truck that we gave away. Congratulations oh, to Kate. Her last name. I don't know what it was, but congratulations on winning that Chevy Colorado from Map Anything. That was amazing. That was amazing. Um, a lot of fun at Dreamforce. Ryan, did you have fun? I had a blast. Dude, I thought you were going to hook me up with that dang truck. What What happened there? I did my best. I've got a Map Anything sticker for you if you want it, though. I can't drive a Map Anything sticker. Map Anything sticker ain't going to get the limbs from my yard to the dump, man, as well. I'm no, saying. but you know what might? Is if you give out some of those system.debug stickers in exchange for yard work. I'm pretty sure people will do it. I still have a ton of those. That's because nobody wants the stickers. No. We're still growing. I, I, I'm trying to be optimistic about it. Good. That's, a, that's the right attitude. I'll yes. take another one. You'll take another one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Outstanding. I've got a ton of them. I, I ordered a ton of them. I handed out a ton of them. Still got a ton of them. So that's really cool. Um, this week gearing up for Thanksgiving. Everybody got good, cool Thanksgiving plans? Yeah, actually, I'm doing a weird thing for Thanksgiving this year. We're actually going over a friend's house. We're actually having lasagna. Has anybody done that for Thanksgiving? Australians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask my friend Peter about that. Australians. What do you guys have for Thanksgiving? I was, was going to say, we, we, do, uh, we do the Italian Thanksgiving, but hey, you know, it is what it is. We get different things. There you go. I picture that in your house just meaning like, we poured spaghetti sauce on a turkey. <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's about it. That would be good. I'll have to try that sometime. Uh, but yeah, no, Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, I, I was originally thinking this was going to be like the episode where we, we thank uh, the, the folks at Salesforce for giving us the, the stuff that we like. You know, you're thanking for your favorite, being thankful for your favorite feature or whatever. But uh, I like this much better, even though... I'm not super thankful about UI because I suck at it. You know, we had two weeks. You could have mentioned that to me at any point, Ryan. We had two weeks since our last episode. You're going to be like, you know what our next episode should be about? What we're thankful for. Dude, I can only come up with a few things, you know, and my answer is always the same. Read my blog. You'll hear it. It's the community. So, um, uh, Speaking yeah. of blogs, uh, make sure to go check out System.Debug's new website. We have a new one up. There's a forum there. We encourage you to all ask questions that hopefully other people will answer. But if they don't, I guess we'll go in and do it. That's cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to answer. We'll play stump the chump, and I guarantee you, you will stump me just about every time. My secret <laughs> is Google. <laughs> we all know. We all know. It's like Google. I just Google everything. That's, that's all right. That's like the key to being a good developer. If nothing else, if you take nothing else away from this show, the answer is on Google. It's always on Google. Um, so we are here. So sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. Uh, so so we are here with Rashad. Um, Rashad is a UX UI developer here at 
uh, I was going to say Salesforce. I don't work for Salesforce. <laughs> I work for Map Anything. And he's a UI UX developer for Map Anything. Um, so you haven't been with our team necessarily very long, but how long have you been in the industry? Um, to be honest, not very long. I was a web developer for this, so friend web, web developer. I was doing um, you know websites for a very small company. Um, I was doing pretty much everything, everything web related. I did because there was only about four of us. There was an IT guy. The owner was one of the owners was a software developer, so he did more apps and things like that. And I did all the web stuff, so I learned a lot from Google. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> so that was about, uh, I've been at this for about maybe three or four years. Oh, okay. Yeah, so fairly new. Did you get your degree in front-end no, development? No, my, my degree is in biology. Really? <laughs> I mean, that's kind yeah. of the same thing, yeah, same right? Thing, yeah. <laughs> hey, good news is I fail at both, so. <laughs> Ryan's degree is in horticulture, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that would at least be something, right? Um, you know, honestly, I think RJ's degree is in physics. Oh, is it really? Uh, that is absolutely true. My bad. <laughs> is in that physics. Is awesome. Wow. Uh, somebody and, I used to work with, his degree is in uh, film with a minor in women's studies. So you know, and here he is now. He's like a PHP developer writing <laughs> the learning management learning management system over at the UW. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Megan says her uh, degree is in Hebrew studies. Oh, I remember her saying that. Megan probably got like her PhD in Hebrew studies. <laughs> Knowing Megan, she probably, she probably has like eight PhDs. She probably did it in two weeks too. I mean, she's just like so fast, brilliant. Right. We're gonna have to have her, Megan. Thank you so much for always being so involved, and you are definitely gonna be on the list. And 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 that other one. He's pointing that at other something. one. Ryan's friend. Trina. You're talking about my friend Trina. She's probably you know, but I wasn't somewhere. Say Trina, because I didn't know if she wanted me to say her name, but I was Ryan's friend. Oh, I'm totally gonna say her name. Trina okay, good. Oliver. And she's you your can follow her on Twitter. But yes, yeah, she's she's in, she's here all the time too. She's probably watching right now. If not, she will catch up later. And I always hear about it later. She's like, "Oh, I had you on my big smart TV," and I'm like, "Nobody needs to see my face." <laughs> Literally, one of my favorite people. Like ever since I met her at Dreamforce, one of my absolute favorite people now. Um, so you're back on topic. You beat on me. That's why you, you showed up and were like, Ryan gave me the wrong information. And you were like, yeah, that Ryan's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why she's your favorite person. Going back uh, to the truck for a second. Megan wants to know where her truck is. Um, you can go to target. They Target's sell them on the end caps. Hot wheels trucks. <laughs> if you want, I'll send you a map. Anything sticker. And you can put it on your truck. Um, but no, okay, so Rashad, so you've been doing this for three, four years, you three, said? Four years yeah. three, four years. All right, what's your, uh, I want to know, like, what, what is one of the things that you feel is the most um, rewarding parts of your job? And what is one of the parts that you would feel is, is probably something you struggle with that you, you know, even though it, in, it encompasses what you need to do, it, it's just something you just, you know. Well, Starting with the struggle, I think the biggest struggle for me is um, the balance between innovation, like with design, and you know, um, and and the the balance between that and with the principles that go behind UI UX. So everyone wants to reinvent the wheel, you know, as far as like websites, things like that. Especially when I was doing freelance stuff, like if a client will say, "I want this to be a fresh website. I don't want nothing like it. You know, change everything up." But then you throw the menu at the bottom of the page and, you know, 
flip things, you know, back and forth, and and there's only so sudden, much you can change. Yeah, yeah there's only so because there, there's principles that guide UI UX. Like everybody expects the menu to be on top, you know, or in the logo to be on the left side. All that stuff is what we look for as you know, humans that use the internet. Mm -hmm. So um, that's really the the struggle. Um, what I love most is when everything comes together, and you know. Probably same for any developer. <laughs> <laughs> the case is no longer <laughs> when I can clear that out of my to do list. Yeah. Right. No, but when when a client or when somebody who's you know using the product is satisfied and happy, um, that's really corny. But yeah, that's that's really when it's the so most that kind of like brings up like an interesting question though, is that as a UI UX guy, you know, like at first it was Bootstrap and then LDS has kind of stolen yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Do you ever feel like it's just rinse and repeat for you? Um, no, it, it feels like it should be, but every case is different. Every, everything's different. It's never the same thing because people are different. People want different things. Each, each site, each, um, like working for map anything, each panel, requires a different set of um, items. It requires a different set of attention. So I, um, it's always something new. It's, it's never really the same for me. The, the tools may be the same, but you know, the, the um, you But you don't feel like, like and, and I say this because like, even though I understand, like going to different websites, sure, they all have the different appeals, like, yeah. different appeals to them, but they all feel like bootstrap these days. It's almost like yeah. somebody out at Twitter um, <laughs> <laughs> just said, you know, from now on, input boxes need to have rounded corners. Yeah, <laughs> is that like ever like a thing for you? Yeah, I mean the trends are the trends are strong. Like uh, we were as a team, the UI UX team, we're looking at trends and we're just like, oh, we see this everywhere. But um, there, I think sometimes they're trends for a reason. Sometimes they're trends because somebody wants them to be trends. So like if somebody popular is doing something, a bunch of people are doing something, then all of a sudden everybody's doing it. It's like a snowball effect. But um, to be honest, sometimes sometimes it's good to go with it because trendy is what's in. So you know you can always switch it up the next you know go around. You're supposed to keep updating and things like that. So I think um, I think it can be a little bit of the you know you don't want to fall into like the cookie cutter you know just throw a bootstrap you know framework on it and everything looks the same. With the some people don't even change the um, the color scheme, it's just like, you know what I'm The same buttons. <laughs> but yeah. It's got rounded corners. We are good to go. We are yeah. good to go. Um, I'm happy if I can pull that off. Rounded corners. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally copied and pasted from Lightning Design Systems website. <laughs> that makes me real. <laughs> but um, some, yeah. you know, a lot, a, lot of, um, a lot of thought goes into the, the trends. So, and a lot of it has to do with our attention spans as human beings and um, how quick we are to move on to the next thing. So uh, it's, it's give and take, really, for that. So now, Ryan, do you have to do a bunch of like uh, design for your kind of work? I generally don't like do design as in how you, know, you sit down with a designer and you throw up specs and you put it on, uh, I can't remember, like the various tools where you can allow you know, clients to view things like Adobe's got a product or whatever. I, I don't do like mock-up kind of stuff. Um, we will sit down, um, particularly with respect to Salesforce now, so like I'm implementing communities in several places, and we'll just sit down and say, hey, this is kind of what you have out of the box. We can do more. We can do a little less. We can do X, Y, and Z, but we try to keep it within a contained box of something that I know I can achieve. 
Um, but no, since, uh, you know, using things like the Napili template in the, in the community and just adding custom components there, I, I still stick strictly with like the lightning design system style and what they put forth. But yeah, I, I try not to do what I'm not good at, which is designing and coming up with something. Oh, really cool. Because it, that's just, I gave up. <laughs> Wait, did you just say I try not to do, or I try to I, do what I I'm not good not at? to do things. I'm not good at. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's two knots in there. I may not have said it right, but that's what I meant. Fair um, enough. Yeah. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not going to sail it with all those knots. <laughs> I'm not going to make a client happy if they sit down and they say, Ryan, design us a website and implement it and all that. No, no, that's, I'm not the person you want doing that. I can, I can throw a lightning design system in there. I can, you know, follow the guidelines for creating components and things like that just fine. But the minute you start asking me to say, you know, uh, to, to the point that was mentioned earlier, you know, we want this to be like something nobody's ever seen before. I'm not your guy for that. No. <laughs> So that kind of that kind of brings up like a, a good question as well is do you ever feel restricted by the tools such as like it needs to conform to lightning design system? Um, at times, yeah. Yeah, there's some times when um, uh, there's some things that they haven't fully developed like Bootstrap, especially uh, 4 is like it's out of this world. Like they have a lot, they've added a lot of um, different components. Uh, Lightning design doesn't have quite as many. I work, I work with ServiceNow also, and ServiceNow doesn't have a lot at all. But they use a closer version of uh, Bootstrap, so you can kind of draw from Bootstrap a little more. But um, yeah, sometimes Lightning design can be restrictive. You kind of have to be creative to go around that. And a lot of times here at Map Anything, we use our own um, our own design um, um, overlays. So we have we have we overwrite a lot of their um, their designs, and we have our own. Um, our team is actually really good about coming up with components, things like that. So it's it's um, it kind of it also gives room for uh, creativity when yeah. when you um, have that that kind of like box where you have to be in with lightning design, then you can kind of move outside and take that component and design it the way you want to. So it's um, here map anything. It's not very restrictive. What would you say, like, one of your favorite features of the LDS compared to, like, standard Bootstrap would be? Like, is there is there something they do particularly well besides integrate with Salesforce? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the big thing. I mean, it's it's custom for Salesforce. It's um, it's easy to find the components that you're looking for that apply directly to those cases. So um, that's probably the main thing. I can't think of anything off, and like, I mean. Everything that they do well is done by Bootstrap well. So it's like, I, I really can't, can't say particularly. Um, there's a few, like, I, I can the only thing off the top of my head. Really. So like, here's a question. Is it, would you say that it's just like a rebranding of Bootstrap at this point? It's like a, it's like a themed Bootstrap. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. Uh, like they pulled the whole CSS script and just kind of added their own. Yeah. Elemental tags into it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and they have. Sorry, go ahead. Go for they, it. I was just saying, do they hang? Do they handle the grid and Lightning Design system the same way Bootstrap did? It's funny because when I was introduced to Lightning Design, um, they Bootstrap hadn't released. Um, Four was still in alpha, so um, it's in beta now, I think. I believe. 
but mm-hmm. four is based on uh, Flexbox, and Lightning Design has the Flexbox thing going for it. As far as now, can I, you explain Flexbox to me? This is a word that is thrown yeah. out to me all the time, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, flex, man, <laughs> doing it. It's great because um, basically you have a container, and the elements within the container take up space based on their their um, internal. Like the relativeness or like the actual? Um, yeah, yeah, basically. So, so if you, before when you, when you did uh, Bootstrap, it was like you had a container, you had the row, and then you had columns. And it was like a column in, uh, in, on an extra large screen is this wide, it's this small, depending on how many columns you had. And it was, it was like a, it was good, but it wasn't great because you couldn't really designed for content to take up the space of the um, container. Well, you always had to take account for each different size exactly. as to what was going to be handled there. Right. right. So Flex Flexbox allows you to, it's a, it's a really great thing, it allows you to base the size of the container on the content, which is really unheard of for, for CSS. And it really solves a lot of the problems, you know, the float issue, the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everything right. just floats left. <laughs> yeah, all of it, unless it floats right. Right. The the clear, you know, clear both. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I, when I started, um, Flex Flexbox had just been introduced, and I was like, this needs to go mainstream like now. <laughs> I don't want to learn all this clear stuff, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do my yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling up people at CSS like, hey guys, <laughs> guys, for real, I need this. Okay, like I need it. Clear was a mess, man. I mean, you spend all your time trying to line something up, then you clear, and all of a sudden, hey, it's working. And then you open it in another browser, and then you're like, oh crap, IE8 doesn't like that very much. And you know, exactly, I did that. I mean, that's that's why I totally got out of front end work. Was uh, I think the last time I was actually doing it would have been around 2008 through 2010 ish. I was doing. You know, you can tell when a developer is dating themselves (laughs) when they bring up referencing programming for IE8. Man, I remember when I six was in like Netscape <laughs> Navigator. That's like, what burns you out though, because like all the other browsers were moving and releasing often and supporting all the latest stuff, and all your marketing teams want to be like on the bleeding edge of stuff, but all your IT teams are like, "Whoa, we got to evaluate this stuff. It's going to be at least a year before we get going on IE nine and blah blah blah." And uh, you know, the marketing team is pushing and pushing and pushing, and so. You do all these things you can do. You're using the latest router. You show the demo to the to the client, and it looks beautiful. And then they go back to their office where they're on IE8, and they show everybody because they're excited. They're like, look at this, and it is crap. And all of a sudden, they got egg on their face, right? And then they come back, and they yell at you. And I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, sorry, government job, do wasn't it? Stuff, it doesn't work. No, it was not government. It. I think I would have rather done government, to be honest. But um yeah and i hope they're not listening to this anymore of course it doesn't matter i don't buy their product anymore so it doesn't matter anyway it was yeah it was it was a mess and so i got out of ui for that very reason i'm like screw this you know i I can handle the back end but this this kind of nightmare for trying to get it to look good in chrome look good in firefox look good in safari look good in ie was just it was killing me and now you know with things like the lightning design system i finally understand the whole grid concept that it's using and how to get it to dynamically size. I'm starting to understand that now, so the pages are responsive. So thank God for the Lightning Design System because it makes idiots like me able to actually quasi-pull off a responsive web page now. So I just program it in Visual Force, and then I add that little component at the top, 
like the like the lightning thing, so it just makes your visual force page look like lightning. <laughs> I'm like, that's good enough. Look what I did. Oh, dude. I'm legit. Oh. I haven't actually tried that yet. I really want to just to see what it what it looks like to some of the visual force that I've come across. Just throwing. Oh, it exactly. I'm so grateful we have professionals. Yeah. <laughs> that handle this for me. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So, so we got any yeah. comments or questions? Uh, no, Megan was talking a few minutes ago about um, when they were first changing everything all the time uh, a couple releases ago and everything, all your components would break because they upgraded something or they changed something or they changed like the lightning design system. Uh, one of the classes or something they changed, I can't remember the structure and it like blew up a ton of people's stuff, which was bad enough. But like for those people that actually had an active community going with lightning components. And so now all of a sudden they upgrade that and now boom, their public facing community looks like crap. So yeah, it uh that was a fun couple of months there for those folks mm. nice. so is there something in particular that you're just not besides and I, I know you said that it's just like there's some bootstrap functionality that you're missing and all that kind of stuff what would you say is like probably like if, if they were going to go to market with something tomorrow what would you like to see in the lds like an upgrade that i really want to see um that's that's a really good question. Um, you hear that, Benny? Off. It was yeah. a really good question. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, when I when I first was introduced, I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure if they had. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not that experienced in LDS. Um, but I think that the um, mobile capabilities were limited. Is that right? I feel like that's Salesforce. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, because Lightning Design System, as far as I know, they've always done pretty good job um, at making sure stuff was responsive, if that's what you mean. So okay, yeah. respecting the window. It took me a long time to grok it and understand, like, oh, you know, all the class names. And I still, I, I cannot do any Lightning Design System without having the site open and then going to each one and looking at, like, how do I do that sizing again to make sure that it's medium P underscore underscore yeah. To, to all that stuff, right? I mean, I, I still don't have all of that straight. And to anybody out there who has it straight and memorized, you are God. Yeah, there's but, I don't see yeah. how that's possible. <laughs> yeah, that's I, one thing that that's one thing I would recommend is like kind of um making some of the classes a little easier to um ingest. To, to, yeah, like some of them are just like it's twelve underscores and a dash, and you're just like <laughs> how, do, how, do, how do I figure out? Well, the best is when you get that memo from the from the UI UX team. Hey, from now on, when you're making your classes, we want them to all be similar to the LDS yeah. system. So you're like, all right, I'm just gonna start putting twelve dashes in everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing I, I probably struggle with the most is um, when you're implementing that code. It's just like, okay, I, I, there's no way I could memorize all that stuff. I have to go back. Even just for the padding, like it's LDS underscore this underscore that dash this underscore. Like it's just it's kind of ridiculous, but um, you know that's why I'm happy that they do have their um, their documentation. It's pretty thorough, so it's easy yeah. to go through and search and figure out what classes you need. To, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Yeah, I, I was having a problem the other day with one of their icons trying to use that in a component, and it was anytime I tried to include either the SVG tag or the lightning colon icon tag, 
the component would error out when I tried to compile it with something like markup can't be empty. So I don't know what's going on there or what I was doing wrong. But along those lines, Megan is asking like, hey, what are some of the hangups that you've seen with Lightning Design System? Is there any um, any gotchas or anything that you constantly are running into with it where you're running against the wall or? Yeah, there's the, the SVG thing is one of them um, that you mentioned it. The, um, I can't remember the exact reason for the bug, but we can't use SVGs in our um, developing environment. Um, I, can't, I really can't remember why, but that's one of the things we had. We had to do like a um, our own library of icons. Well, it's um, funny because they have a trail on Trailhead about that where SVGs and what you do is you like like the way they have it set up is that you're supposed to build a component for the SVG, and then you just load that with like a link every single time, uh, and it renders it. It it would be more intense, I would think. Process. I mean, and Megan, correct me by all means. <laughs> am I wrong, or is that like how? The trail works. I can't remember exactly. I don't. I haven't. I don't think I've taken that one either. Um, but yeah, uh, she says you used to have to make the component to use the SVGs. Now there's an actual tag, right? You can just do. I can't remember. There's like a use tag, and then you give it an SVG URL and an right. href and all that stuff, and it's supposed to load, but it it does not work for me currently. So I just removed it yeah. for now. I'm like, I don't need an icon there anyway, but. They can read the word. It would have been a nice touch, right? I mean, yeah, so uh, it, it's, it's nice basically generating. Yeah, it's just generating some documents. And so the, the title works there, you know, it's a document, right? But, you know, it would have been nice to have a little money bag sitting there or whatever, you know, for an icon, but I'll figure that out. So we got, we got, a couple of minutes here, and I, I kind of want to ask one last question. Um, what as developers, not that you're not a developer, but you're not a developer. Um, uh, no, but what as a backend, what as, what as backend developers can we be doing to help our UI UX guys to, uh, you know, make things, make your job smoother, make it easier for the transition between functionality to visibility. Um, that's a good question because usually I'm thinking about it in the opposite direction. Usually I'm trying to make it easier um, for you when we appreciate I'm it. design and things like that. But um, I really don't know. I mean, I guess if you kind of go about um, de developing in a way that is user centric, I'm thinking about the process of um, where users need to go when they. Um, Say, for instance, they're clicking certain events. Um, you don't really have to worry too much about what they look like. That's my job. <laughs> but as far as the process of making things easier for the user, making things more intuitive, um, just thinking about what somebody without your intelligence <laughs> would do. <laughs> so that's, that's the thing. Like, a lot of us, um, we're, we're around computers all the time. We're using the internet all the time. We know how to search for things. We know how to do things while being, you know, we can get frustrated and still go at it because we know we'll figure it out one day you know, mm -hmm. some, at some point. But um, some people, they don't have that same level of skill. They don't have the same level of patience or understanding. So I guess just keeping that in mind, because UI UX is a huge concept. Like it's a, but it's also a simple concept. But um, you just kind of have to step outside of your, your own realm to kind of figure out okay. um, what's, what's best for the um, consumer. So one piece of advice, if you could give one. 
to to developers. Yeah. Um, just think. <laughs> I don't want to break. You're breaking him. <laughs> think like a uh, think like a user. Okay, uh, that's my my advice is to remove the that part of your brain that's you know the developing you know developer part. Take it, put in a tray somewhere, and and think like a user. Um, not that users aren't geniuses or smart. <laughs> they very much are. <laughs> Y'all are smart people, but <laughs> no, but just thinking um, outside of that developer brain. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that's one of the hardest things to do, man. Because as a developer, like, oh yeah, that'll work, that'll work, and then you, <laughs> you turn off, and all a user finds a way to break it. Who right? would I, use it like that? That doesn't make any sense. I never thought of putting 75 semicolons in there with a slash. And, you know, and I was in well, if somebody up. told me they were going to put letters in the number field, I would have accounted for that. <laughs> exactly, right? So, I mean, he brings up a good point, thinking like a user, which uh, speaking as a developer is not always easy, which is why I always hand it off to somebody who's not a developer and like, hey, take a look at this, break it, you know. So, but I like that. I I like the thought of thinking more user centric. The path that the user is going to take. Architect your data that way. You know, something that makes it more sense. More sense that way. I I like that. That's that's good advice. Definitely. Well, all right, Sean. It was very nice having you on the show tonight. Thank you Thanks so much for showing up. Everybody out there, we will be back in two weeks, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but you'll know when we know. So. Have a great hey, night. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Uh, Eat some turkey if you're in the States. I did get a message really quick here, though, that said somebody, one of our fans, Trina, realized that next week, the 28th, is our one-year anniversary. Bum, Two. Bum, bum. Does that mean we have to do is an extra show? Is that the music for that? Been a year, so we have to come up with something on That's that. That's super news. insane. I think we should send Trina a shirt. I think something. we should send Trina a shirt for pointing that out. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I, I third that. She, uh, she's got the Trina. World Hunger shirt, so maybe we need Trina, 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 Trina. We need a special one just for her. And Trina says, or not Trina, uh, Megan says we have to do a, a happy birthday show. So there we go. So we have some this suggestions. Is song. It isn't very long. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> no, let's let's get out that's here that's before the puns come song. on. Before the puns come on. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everyone. All right. Thanks.